Jonathan Jana to Lawrence. Played through for Fuller. Fuller's beaten Larson here. And Ricardo Fuller has scored for Stoke. Ten minutes to go. And it could yet be a celebratory night in the Potteries. Uh, celebratory nights in the Potteries. Remember them? <laughs> Hello and welcome to episode 13 of the Wizards of Drivel podcast. My name is David Cowlishaw. I'm joined by Jason Martin. Hello. And Chris Brammer. Hello. <laughs> and in unexpected scenes, Stoke have conceded four goals. <laughs> yes, it's another defeat for the Potters. We're still without a win this season. We're still bottom of the table. And today we've just lost 4-1 at Selhurst Park. Those were our 47th, 48th, 49th and 50th goals conceded of this calendar year. Oof. But we did score our first goal from open play this season. So, hey. oh, <laughs> lads, yes. where do we begin? Shall we begin at the beginning of the match? And no, the, the, we begin the, at one, should we begin at 1.15 when the team was announced? <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that was what oh, yeah. I was getting at, yeah. Um, so... I think even even though he made some changes we kind of wanted to see, he still managed to be really annoying in doing that, did Mark Hughes. <laughs> because uh, he brought in Bojan and played him behind the front man, which is kind of what we wanted. Yes. But because it's a Mark Hughes team selection, he just needed to throw a tactical hand grenade in there. <laughs> and we saw Bruno Martins Indy move into left back uh, with Jeff Cameron playing centre half. Uh, we saw the persistence of John Walters on the right hand side. What does John Walters have over Mark Hughes? <laughs> because I, I, for the life of me, I have no idea why he's why he keeps getting in these teams. Well, it's quite clearly evident that we need like some form of pace out on the right. <laughs> I don't think we get that with Jonathan Walters. And, and, you know, even if we did, it wouldn't matter because he'd be offside. So what would be the point? Well... Two minutes. (laughs) (laughs) To start laying into everyone. (laughs) Well, I think think there'll be time for individual uh, kind of analyses later. But, uh, Jason, what were your immediate thoughts when you saw that team? Did you think, okay, we should be able to do something here? No, it's not as ridiculous ridiculous a question as it sounds. When you saw the team selection, did you think we we might get a result? No, not really. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. He promised he promised some changes, um, and they were talking all week about ringing the changes. So I was expecting that there was a little bit of positivity because obviously your your imagination gets away with you. And then by Saturday, when I saw Taylor and Ngoy playing for the under twenty threes, and I thought, oh god. It's not. It's not going to be as exciting as I thought. And then I, th- I saw Sobby not even in the squad, and I thought, "What is the point?" And <laughs> but it's okay because the old guard retained their place, and <laughs> the new centre half partnership has been broken up after one game. And, <laughs> yeah, I mean, Bojan came in. That's fine. I'm, it sounds really harsh, but I'm sort of a bit indifferent to him this season. Like I can take him or leave him, um, in terms of the context of the the attack as a unit but I thought yeah it's probably worth putting him in can't be any worse Imbula being dropped people were calling for that anyway it was a bit upsetting to me because I really like him but <laughs> I can see 
31 is try something different and ultimately out of all the changes it was glenn johnson's welcome return that was probably the one of the best performances of the day um mm-hmm. and in theory you know having trying someone else at left back and having johnson at right back may have meant crosses into the box for bonnie and you know chances being created and it just didn't happen and yeah that's so yeah uh, we conceded uh, early on um Tomkins getting ground, Jonathan Walters at the back post and heading in a free kick. And then two minutes later, we had a corner uh, conceded and Scott Dan heading in. So we were 2-0 down within 11 minutes, at, at which point I kind of got up off the sofa and went to do other things for a bit, <laughs> whilst kind of having a telly on in the background. But the performance didn't get any better from there, really. We kind of meandered through the end of the first half yeah. and the beginning of the second half. And then there was another two quick-fire goals from MacArthur, who blasted one at Jeff Cameron, went in, given, completely beaten. Then Andros Townsend. We made Andros Townsend look like Messi. I mean, come on. <laughs> uh, so it was completely comprehensive. And I'm just going to run through some of the... Uh, comments left on our Twitter page today because I asked on Twitter um, can you sum up that game in three words uh, without (laughs) swearing obviously and these are some of the replies we got devoid of everything painful, pitiful, pointless out of ideas beyond utter garbage alcohol, alcohol, alcohol where's the plan? football on five clueless, inept, garbage still can't defend going down season please leave Mark (laughs) Oh God! I just think it's nice that all the fans are united behind something now. Yeah. <laughs> it always happens, doesn't it? The one time they actually agree is when they need to hound someone out. Yeah. So, <laughs> what, what, what like, made it so bad? Was it was it just a case that we couldn't defend, and then everything stemmed from that? Was it, you we, know, the complete were we completely overrun in midfield? <laughs> I don't. I don't. I just. I can't understand I, it. I've, we played so badly in so many departments, it's almost impossible to kind of gain any tactical insight yeah. from it. It was like we were playing um, a, a team, a, like a super team, a Barcelona or something, because we were so inept at absolutely everything. We couldn't pass, we, we couldn't defend, we couldn't create chances. We just looked absolutely <laughs> useless in every department. Um the, the commentator actually said that, you, that that Stoke seemed to look like a bunch of individuals rather than a team, and that was actually I think spot on. We did it was just a disjointed effort by everyone involved. They didn't look like there was communication between each other. They, I don't know, they just don't look like they can work together. And now it it looks like in my eyes a team who don't look like they want to work for Mark Hughes at the moment. And I just don't. <laughs> I don't know, this may be getting ahead of where we're going with the conversation, but I can't see Mark Hughes being the person to motivate this team and to bring things back around, because to me, it just looks like they don't want... It's not working under him. They don't want to play for him. Things aren't going well. I can't see Mark Hughes turning this around at the moment. Yeah, but I don't know how much... When he gets when they cross that line and get onto the pitch, obviously there's a game plan, but there were so many flaws in that performance. Like As simple as the passing the the body position, the movement and stuff. Every pass was being blasted at 
<laughs> players. They were struggling to control it. They weren't ready to control it. It was just everything was un really jittery, really shaky, and as if every ball coming to them was a shock. There wasn't really much sustained possession. I mean, I've looked into it, and from the game, our average pass streak was three passes oh. the whole game. <laughs> there was three passes, and then it was either a cross, a shot, a turnover, the ball going out of play. It's just... It was that terrible, does, and that... But that doesn't suggest a team that... Um, I, with the greatest of respect, we can't go from being a team who can play really, really well to an awful team in a few months without something seriously being wrong behind the scenes. It can't be a... You know, players like this don't just suddenly all become rubbish in the space of a few months, do they? Like, surely... I don't know. I don't know what's going on, but it just feels like there's, there is zero confidence amongst these players, and I don't know how you fix this, like, without a radical change at the top. I'm sorry, I've been very negative about it. And I wish there was like a, a real positive to take from it. I just, I mean, the next league match is West Brom. I, one of the mat- matches that matter the most to our fans. And West Brom have come off a game where they've scored four goals. You just know where it's going, don't you? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's not the time, is it? Well, we said I said before kickoff, like debatably three games in six days back in January got us into this mess let's have three games in six days to get us out of it and then they go and get absolutely <laughs> annihilated so it's probably just not going to work um, I mean yeah it's like what I said on the podcast last week was you wouldn't be able to describe what on earth our game style is, our style of play mm-hmm. and I think again that happened yeah. today I thought I, I... I agree. I, I don't think we have an identity as a team at all. I don't. I don't know what kind of team we are. I think we used to be a kind of uh, a team that wanted to play a bit like Swansea used to. You know, when we were yeah. played really well under Marcus, we were playing that kind of possession. You know, quite fast-paced kind of intricate football. But now we don't really know what to do. It's it's almost. You, you mentioned that obviously players do go out with a game plan, but it just didn't look didn't look like we could follow one through. I don't know what our, what our game plan is. Just yeah, and it's just uh, that I'd, I'd love to get in the minds of the players to be honest. I want to work out what on earth goes on on the pitch because we've got like in the first half we had Wilfred Bonny up front, obviously a big target man brought in to score goals, and they were playing through balls like and <laughs> when when Juve was playing earlier in the season they were going for the intricate short passing like just use your brain and play to the strings unless, they, unless they've been specifically told not to I just don't understand it and I think the introduction of Juve in the second half was quite interesting because he sort of moved two up front and I felt like that was probably one of our better spells of the game um, suddenly he had Bonnie had someone closer to him to work from um, Juve was had some good passing and movement obviously created a really good chance for Bonnie that he sort of scuffed and maybe with a bit more sharpness he would have finished and that probably gives us a bit of food for thought for the next few games mm. like whether it might be worth trialing Bonnie up front in a two rather than just on his own I know it goes completely against what we signed him for because we wanted this big target man to create chances for himself but with the absolute shower that's behind him I don't think it's going to happen <laughs> <laughs> there were a couple of um real howlers in front of goal for us as well as at the back uh, there was obviously that Bonnie chance you mentioned where 
he just kind of, I think an earthquake happened just underneath him and only underneath him because he just just seemed to wobble away from the ball and you're just waiting for him just to kick the kick the bloody thing. And it was like, yeah, that's us. We can't even kick the ball now. And then uh, it was either shortly after or shortly before that um, Jonathan Walters turned his man, goal at his mercy, and I'm sorry, but... <laughs> <laughs> I think that I think that's a good commentary on the, yeah, on the yeah. <laughs> chance to be honest. As I, say, as I say, she's been upset, you know, all day. For the, the big losses upset her. So yeah, some. Um, I completely forgot about that Walters miss until you mentioned Impact Dave, and I've just <laughs> sort of just come back to me. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> so that was quite uh, apt commentary on that Walters miss just there. Um, <laughs> but we did we did score a goal from open play. Uh, on Outovich with the last kick of the it game, a, uh, he kind of just kicked that in in frustration, really, just so general annoyance <laughs> with how terrible we were. Right, um, I think we've kind of skirted around this question, Chris. You've said you don't think Mark Hughes is capable of, <laughs> capable of turning this around. So, uh, as as most of Twitter, the Oatcake message board, and any other Stoke fan has been asking themselves uh, tonight. Are you Hughes in or Hughes out? Jason. Oh. oh, Chris, you're not. You're not going to sit on the fence. Look, I'm not. I'm. I'm not. But I, I, I want to hear what Jason says. I, this is going to be difficult. Yeah, I said in the the last one, I was prepared to give him the six, the six games that he got last season to get a win. Um, I could I could probably still stretch to that, but I do feel that today's performance, coupled with everything else, has turned a sizable chunk of the the fan base. It's absolutely frightening. Like I didn't see back when we had Pulis sort of on the verge of going. I didn't. I never saw this in one day like change this much. If he look, all I want is Stoke to do better. I don't care who's in charge. If he sorts it out, great. If he doesn't, then go basically. It's a, it's a. So right, okay. So what you're saying is, Marcus can can stay if we start winning more matches. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> if do better football, stay. yeah. There you go. There's my Mark. Right, Peter Coates calls Marcus it. Mark, you've right. You've got to promise. You've got to promise this time that that will be good and we'll win. Yes, okay. I promise. Okay, you can keep your job. <laughs> that that could be what we need. Yeah, um, definitely. Well, I was I'm disappointed in a lack of commitment to a to a Hughes out from I, either of I, you. I, I will commit. I will commit to it if you want. Because for me, um, and th- this is this is no malice involved. Um, it isn't okay. I don't I don't think Mark Hughes is useless. I don't think that um, that the you know we need whole sale changes well obviously a manager changing is massive change but I, I just think that Mark Hughes has lost the dressing room I think he's I, I can't see how he is going to get us out of this situation um, whether that be we fire him <laughs> tomorrow or after we inevitably lose 4-0 to West Brom I, I don't know but I cannot see a situation where he as a manager um, can can change and motivate this team and to all the people who are saying oh yeah but who are you going to get in his place it's not our problem I, 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 that yeah that's not our problem the problem is <laughs> we have we have a very very good team on paper who are not playing very well 
Now, in order to change that, we have to change something. We can't get rid of the whole team, so we need to get rid of the people who are running the team, Some, the people who can motivate the team to play better. That's the only that's the only solution I can see to it at all at the moment. Right, Chris, you've you've said there that uh, whoever we would get in next is not our problem. But <laughs> no, it, I've ta- it, it, I've wait, I, I've taken it upon on. myself to to make it our problem, uh, and I've got a game here. <laughs> yes. I've been on the oatcake today, and I've looked at the uh, sort of Hughes out kind of threads, and I've drawn up a list of ten names, and all I'm going to say is, um, Chris. Give me a number between 1 or 10. I'll read out a manager and you say yes or no. It's like a wheel of fortune of managers. Okay. Right, pick a so number between 1 and seven, uh, 10. I, um, I will go for number 4, please. Number 4 is Gary Rowett of Birmingham City. <laughs> yes uh, or no? No. Oh, no. He's doing well at Birmingham. They rate him. Jason, Ooh. can you pick a number, please? I'm going to go... What did Chris just pick? He picked number four. He picked four. That was going to be my joke. Sorry. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I'll go for number two. Uh, That's Roberto Mancini, whose name has popped up on a number (laughs) of Stoke Fred. Dear God, yes. (laughs) I'd love to see him sauna down our touchline with a scarf and jacket combo. (laughs) (laughs) That's all we want from football. We want well-dressed managers who wear scarves. Having played under Tony Pulis for so long, we're starved of well-dressed managers, really, aren't we? The height of Italian yeah. fashion. I found it quite interesting reading this; these kind of threads, just like <laughs> the na- the names that come up. Like so- oh, someone, someone mentioned Louis Van Gaal. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like it's Brilliant. it's a hard balance to strike between uh, managers who are kind of up to the job and managers who would come anyway. Yeah, you know. Because the kind of managers who would come to Stoke, you know, they're probably not top of your your dr- list of dream managers. I mean, like Mark Hughes as, as an example. When well, when no we one was when, happy, when were they? yeah yeah when we appointed him, we weren't you know bowled over by that, but he was probably about the best we could get. Yeah, but and, arguably and d- we're in a better position now than we were then. And oh yeah, absolutely. So yeah. you have to take that into account. Obviously, we've. We do have good ownership, a good sign, definitely better than we were a few years ago. So hopefully we can get someone better. And um, obviously people have to remember that it's not just our oh, who's who's available from the free agents. Like uh, the state, the managerial game says that you will throw money at a club if need be, or request to talk to a manager to rip them from someone else, and then hiring a manager <laughs> could be their problem. So you know, there's mm. there's endless poss- possibilities and opportunities. But that's the job of the club if they if they go down that route, not ours. So, to go, oh, who would you have either <laughs> way? I don't care. <laughs> okay. Um, I, I mean, I can't see them letting Mark Hughes go anyway until after next week, if anything was to happen at all. I, I saw someone mention on social media that he'll probably be given until Christmas. And knowing the faith that, like, Peter Coates likes to have in people and the, uh, the need for stability and, he, and not wanting to just fire people when the going gets tough then i could actually clearly see that it would irritate me but it, um you could see such a thing happening the thing is though like when you say oh the stability that coast is known for this is this is not a regular thing like they're saying that because <laughs> was around for years but that was very much like a it's not a regular thing at all like we don't know what goes on no, it's, his, yeah that's true it is my so it may come sooner rather than later 
<laughs> yeah. yeah, he might. Uh, he, just because he hasn't been given the opportunity, he might be a Roman Abramovich style and actually chops everyone when he gets the opportunity. I don't know. It, it, it's just all very depressing, isn't it? And <laughs> surely something's got to be better than it is. Like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah well yeah. we've got two games next week in which to turn things around and who, who knows we may have a positive podcast next week with two wins to talk about you never know uh, first off we've got a league cup tie at home to Hull City on Wednesday for you guys does this game become more important or less important given our start to the season less I, th- I think less yeah Ooh. I don't at the moment, with all the stuff going on in the league, I don't really give a toss about the cup, to be honest. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't, a cup run would not make me feel any better at all. Oh, at least we're winning the cup. It doesn't matter. Like, if we go down, it, doesn't, it just doesn't matter. So I'd rather we... If we had to lose one and win one next week, I'd rather we get stuffed in the cup, to be honest, than winning the league. Chris, you uh, well, sound I, like I, you disagree. No, I, I agree. Oh, well, I agree with that last bit, but I would, I would much rather us pick up a... If it meant that it meant us going on into Saturday with more confidence uh, through beating Hull in the League Cup, I would much rather us go out, play a full-strength team, build up a bit of confidence and win, and then go into the West Brom game and be confident and up for it and you know with a full stadium backing the team. I would much rather us do that. I, I, the competition probably doesn't really matter, but the fact that there's a match does matter we need to win it we need to build up confidence somewhere yeah. let's do it in a cup match where Hull might not take it as seriously yeah it does make it does make sense using it as a platform to get confidence back I mean it didn't work with Stevenage but you know let's let's pretend it might work this time <laughs> um, just... <laughs> saying that Mike Phelan's probably really taking the cup competition seriously and they'll come out and we'll lose and it'll be very depressing another four see how many four nils yeah. we can get in a row yeah. <laughs> um, uh, is Mark is Mark Hughes playing Connect Four? Wasn't was it was Steve, <laughs> was Steve Nish four 0 or five 0 It was four 0 oh, God, <laughs> oh, that's great. Oh wow. In terms of, um, I think it's a really interesting opportunity at the moment because these are, these early rounds are normally where you play your quote unquote second string, and I have no idea what that is at Stoke anymore. Like <laughs> they've just crossed over the lines of blurred nothing is like I thought Cameron would be a backup now he's starting I thought Walters would be second string he's starting <laughs> and just things like that so I think I think they do have to at do least some changes he, at least he keeps us guessing yeah it's, it's really exciting you know what like this is what you said earlier though like he makes it excited by going there'll be changes and you're like ooh and then he makes me like oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> no, we didn't mean that. <laughs> Go back. No, I think um, I'd like to see someone else in goal. Full stop. Mm-hmm. But you know, starting on Wednesday would be nice. Um, I think. I think we will see. I think we will see someone different in goal on, on Wednesday. Yeah, and I think I think it'll probably be Grant in goal on Wednesday. And I think that will probably give uh, Hughes an excuse, provi- providing you know Grant doesn't you know have a howler. <laughs> That will probably provide him enough of an excuse to start him against West Brom on the Saturday. Yeah, most likely. It's a shame. I, I really think I'm. I know I'm in the absolute minority here, like I normally am. But I do think we've given up on Howard <laughs> way too easily. Given that Givens 
given away a lot of goals. Wait, <laughs> twenty one in I think twenty one in nine games now. And people, oh my yeah, God. people do say, yeah, well, <laughs> you know, there aren't many for his to fault. It doesn't matter. Like, it you're part of it. There is an issue there, and as we said last but... week, you feel every shot go in. Um, yeah. And uh, I don't know. There is, there is, there is an issue with with Shea Given, and it obviously goalkeepers have a longer career than most footballers, but it does feel like he. We, I mean, we said it last week, didn't we? He's he slowed down. Um, some of those shots that are low, you feel that low into the net, you do feel like he, he isn't as fast as maybe he would have been. And I, I don't know, maybe Shea Given's best move was not to move to us last season, but uh, maybe have gone down to Middlesbrough. I don't know. Um, it's not exactly been a match made in heaven for him, has it? And that's not to say that he's not been a great professional for us and he's done anything particularly wrong. It's just I don't think he's still of our at the level that we need. Yeah, but he was getting he was going as a number two to Middlesbrough, so it's probably worked out a lot better for him than he expected. He's probably got a lot more games than he'd expect. It's worked and it's worked out better for him, but not yeah, for us. Well, no. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much. In terms of um so in terms of in front of Grant or whichever keeper we go for a midweek, I think Barsley will probably come in. The Gen- Johnson did well, but he'll probably be rested. Shawcross is likely to stay in. Um and I've gone for Muniesa and Peters because I think Muniesa, he was out today with Sobby. Um, they said that he was because they were doing extra work in training and weren't including the match day squad, which made my blood absolutely boil before <laughs> the game. Um, I hope those two come back in. I thought we discussed Indy quickly earlier, but not a left back ever. I never want to see him there ever again. It was harrowing, terrible. So yeah, even though Peters is bad, he's better than having Indy there so those two in I'd like to see us obviously bring in Bula back um, Adam will probably play because he loves a cup and I'd like to see Jeff Cameron in midfield alongside them for the energetic <laughs> nature and not giving away penalties for midfield <laughs> and then up front let's keep the Juve and Bonnie hype train going and let's put Sobby in that as well so we go 4-3-3 that keeps the system largely the same with slightly different players and it gives the chance for Bonnie to get settled, get his fitness up and sharpness up and a few other players who didn't play today to get some game time. Yeah, I, th- I think we'll probably play pretty close to full strength against Hull, uh, as you say, uh, with maybe one or two, you know, uh, wild cards thrown in. I, I honestly don't know what Mark Munieza has done wrong to be so kind of, <laughs> maligned in this team I think he can he's at times looked like a really good defender for us particularly at centre half and oh it's, it just it just make I, I know he's like I know he's like a nice lad and he's the fans favourite or whatever but I, I think he's a lot better player than than leaving him out the matchday squad you know and also yeah. and also what does it say about the signing of Sobi that you know we're leaving him out having you know kind of barely played him already Maybe he'll come back for us, and he just needs a bit more time to adjust. Whatever. Um, yeah. So looking ahead to West Brom, uh, it's got the potential to go brilliantly or disastrously, hasn't it? <laughs> yeah, there's no because it, yeah, you've no. got you've got kind of all the elements there. You've got kind of two under pressure managers. Uh, obviously, 
uh, West Brom won last week. But you've got the Pulis coming back factor. You've got the fact it's kind of a localish derby. You've got the fact we need to really win it. And, you know, Pulis team's very difficult to break down. So how the hell are we going <laughs> to break down where we don't look like scoring in the month of Sunday? Oh, so it's, I think, if ever there was a game that we, that we needed kind of a poisonous kind of bear pit atmosphere back, then bloody hell, we need one for this game. It's going to be that. I, I, I just, I, yeah, my worry is that we'll concede early doors and we'll turn on the team and the manager and it will just kind of collapse in on ourselves again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's not the type of poisonous atmosphere we want. <laughs> yeah, we want, we, we we want the poison the towards them, yeah. Yeah, yeah I think um, there's, but, a lot of, there's a lot of animosity to be had all around the place. I'm sure whichever referee's picked for it, there's a reason to hate him. Um, obviously, Pulis. Yeah. Some people hated him from manager. Some people hated him from previous games and his antics where Bayon had to be restrained on the on the touchline. Oh God, and yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> obviously, the the last couple of games have been eventful. I guess to quote Football Manager, our best chance of winning is with 11 players on the pitch. <laughs> we probably start there. Like, let's not get anyone sent off let alone two in the same game. <laughs> yeah, I do think it's weird to be talking about a season-defining game in September, but I do think for once this is actually one of them. Like, if it goes wrong for Hugh, that's probably him gone. If it goes right, then that's one jinx curse broken, and that's one season started in the best possible way. So, yeah, it's going to be really interesting to see what the lineups are for the next two games. Obviously, he needs to get the rotation spot on, and he needs to work out how on earth he gets those players on the pitch to start pulling in the right direction. Yeah. Uh, speaking <laughs> of uh, pulling in the right direction, uh, both our youth teams, I believe, uh, lost this week as well. So, pretty uh, <laughs> pretty miserable hat trick for the uh, Stoke uh, for Stoke teams. Uh, Jason, how how did those games uh, pan out? Yeah, so I was following them at the weekend. Um, the under-18 sounded like quite an eventful game, to be honest. Um, the two Hungarian signings from the summer, which is, I don't know how to pronounce it, I think it's Deki or Dejki or something, in, in goal was making saves all over the place. Um, Sereto, the winger, was supplying Greenidge up front a lot and actually scored a free kick where we went in the lead, but then they couldn't hold off, basically, and Blackburn overpowered them and won 2-1. And then in the under-23s, um, quite a strong lineup. Telford was back from injury, um, up front with Ngoy. Um, but it sounded like Verlinden was the one who shone the most. There's a few question marks over Shenton still, whether he stagnated in the under-23 system and needed a loan. But, yeah, um, Ngoy was largely starved to supply up front, and it sounds like they're having the same sort of tactic and game plan issues that the the first team are having which should make the transition even easier when they go up <laughs> but yeah oh, Belinden yeah. sounds like he's the he's the standout prospect and I mean with issues on the wings who knows maybe you could get creep in in a cup tie or something later on maybe for the FA Cup or something but mm. I wouldn't I'm not going to hold my breath I'm s- I'm sorry we still have John Walters in the team don't be <laughs> mistake <laughs> And who knows, we might even... Wait, hang on, what does this hashtag say? Oh, oh we no. might even deploy Ngoy. Yes. <laughs> it was, it's was. it been a good week for um, 
fans of deploying Goy, if you ignore the fact that Ngoi wasn't deployed for the first team. <laughs> um, I believe uh, we got their hashtag uh, trending in Stoke-on-Trent. It was kind of like 12th or 13th at one point. Um, a, lot, a lot of silliness, but... Um, I did enjoy uh, certain fans getting quite agitated at the <laughs> at the, at the idea that we might play Ungoy because you know you know we're playing so well at the moment so <laughs> why why would we bring him in? How dare we get let's get distracted and enjoy ourselves? Do my yeah. Well, <laughs> <laughs> we've got some uh, exciting deploying Goy news. He's being deployed. No, <laughs> so, something, something to do with us. Shall we get Chris to reveal it? Chris, go are for we, it. Are we are we talking about the the merchandise? We are. Yes, we're talking plug, about well plug. That, that plug plug. <laughs> well, very soon we will be deploying and guy badges, which will uh, be available for people to to purchase off. I imagine off the Wizards of Dribble website. Um. So we can get our movement moving and get it everywhere. You know, it, our, our our secret call sign to podcast listeners around the world. Now you can show it by wearing it on your jacket or something like that. I'm imagining it's something like, and this is for the history nerds out there, but do you know how in like Christianity they used to draw a fish on the floor to symbolise that they were secret <laughs> Christians? Well, now you can wear a Deploy and Goy badge and everyone will know, ah, you listen to the podcast. Very good. So, yeah, so badges... <laughs> Coming out soon. No idea when. You can check out the design though on the on our, our Twitter page, can't you? In fact, there's a lovely image of Voldemort wearing one somewhere. What what a reference! The, 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 what Voldemort or Christianity? The, the, Christ, the Christian fishes. Yeah, it's that's how I'm imagining it. It can be our. It's like the Mockingjay. We yes. Uh, every, every there one, there's some pop culture reference for you. <laughs> that's it it's it's the secret call sign so if you go to a match and you see someone with a red hashtag deploy on guy badge you know and you can give each other the secret <laughs> little like ah I see the, you mate the, the, the secret wizard's handshake <laughs> yeah <laughs> which will be designed at a later date <laughs> if anyone's going to the um, check a trade trophy game against Barry and you see him going there just pin one to him so he knows we exist <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. Yeah, we've... that's that, that's if anyone wants a badge. Well, they will. <laughs> Get Hughes have one. Badge... Yeah, badges are not mandatory. Um, I don't. And Hughes might not even be here by the time those badges are released. Um, <laughs> yeah, but uh, I think it's time to wrap up as we slowly lose our marbles yet again. Uh, just mention there's two pieces uh, up on the wizardsdribble.com. Uh, I've written something about uh, bringing back the kind of poisonous bear pit atmosphere ahead of the upcoming games because you know we may as well try something even if the players can't do anything good <laughs> um and also if you want cheering up uh sam has written a scathing and honest uh <laughs> tactical assessment of glenn whelan's performance against spurs blooming heck there are some damaging gifts in that one uh, but but definitely uh well worth the read um so yeah as as night draws in, it's <laughs> it's off to bed with dreams of four goals flying into the Stoke net once again. <laughs> Say goodbye, Chris. Goodbye. 
<laughs> Say goodbye, Jace. Goodbye. Right, I'm, right. I'm just going to declare it now. We're going to beat West Brom. I promise. <laughs> I promise you, we're going to beat West Brom. Uh, so, nurse, help. <laughs> goodbye. <laughs>